we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. It appears as though something has happened in the motorcade route. Hey Oswald has been shot. Paddock fired out of two adjoining rooms using a device similar to a hammer to smash the windows. Several uh, flying saucers there of extraterrestrial origin. Digging Chris Graves. Hi, welcome to a new episode of Digging Chris Graves, and I would I have a very very special guest right now. Um, actually, pretty uh, pretty groundbreaking with uh, internet radio. Actually, uh, her name is Maria Heller, and uh, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, believe me, I'm honored. And uh, again, I apologize for the screw up earlier. Oh, that's okay. Okay. Um, for those that are not familiar, when I say that the like um, groundbreaking, would you be able to just explain what I mean by that? Uh, the, you're basically the first internet radio host. Am I mistaken when I say that? Pretty, pretty much. Great Palace says that I'm the mother of the internet. Yeah. So uh, I've been. Well, we used to call it webcasting. Uh, so I was webcasting in 2000. And I thought I was just going to do it for a couple of months for fun. And here it is, 2023. And I always tell people I was young when I started this. <laughs> how did you, uh, how were you able to come, be able to come to um, basically being, uh, I'm trying to remember the word that I had it earlier. Um, you, you tread a new ground, and and um, I don't think like uh, I don't think people really know how special that is, especially in the in the late nineties, because that that was not a thing uh, to have a right. Show right. Well, you know, I I started out through happenstance, no other reason, just one weird thing after the other, and I ended up doing terrestrial radio, and at that time, Jack Blood was my producer. Uh, and I did that for about a year and a half and then I quit because the station managers were idiots and the next, uh, they think I quit on a Saturday, on a Friday, on a Saturday, uh, I went to a nightclub where this young man I knew was performing with his band and I sat at a table with his young friends and the guy sitting next to me said, what do you do? And I said, well, up until yesterday, I did radio. I said, what do you do? He says, I make websites. I said, well, give me a card because I'm going to need a website. I don't know what for yet, but I'm going to need a website. And he said to me, are you any good? And I looked at him and gave him a sneer. And I said, are you kidding me? I said, I can part the Red Sea. I was the only person on the whole station that was getting listeners. And... Uh, he said, well, you know, one of my friends is trying to start up internet radio. Now, you have to remember, Chris, in 2000, most computers did not have speakers. Not okay. Really. 
So I'm thinking, okay, internet radio, most people don't even have speakers. And, uh, but this kid was a genius. He's 26 years old. His name was Jordan Dorf. I met him Sunday. So this was all happened in four days. I met him on Sunday. He told me what he wanted to do. I was using a crappy uh, PC. He had to hook up about five or six different peripherals in order for me to be able to record audio. Uh, and on Monday, I had my first show. Wow. So he had like six people in his little roster. In about two months, they were all gone. A few months after that, he said, you don't need me anymore. He says, you know more about this now than I do. Uh, so, of course, I had I got Maria.net uh, and the Maria Heller Show and all those related uh, domain names. And... I still really didn't have a clue what what am I going to do? What am I going to be talking about? Uh, so for the first couple of months, what I was doing was DJing. I was DJing 60s music and talking about what it was like in the 60s because I used to be, a, you know, a disco dancer, you know, all this crap. And I was, just, awesome. having fun. I was just having fun with it. Yeah, I was just having fun with it. That was before the copyright laws came into oh. play. Right, and yeah. then as we started getting close to the 2000 election, uh, the inner voice in my head yeah. said, you have to cover politics and you have to cover the environment. I love the environment. I've been an environmentalist most of my life. So that was no problem. But politics, I, I answered the inner voice with anything but that. Right. But because I was an environmentalist, I know if Bush Jr., the moron, got in, that would be the end of the environment, which I was right. Uh, so I, I backed into all the conspiracies, you know, many years before I had read uh, Behold a Pale Horse. Uh, but those were topics I really, you know, a lot of people don't want to know. I didn't want to know either. I was very happy living my life the way it was. Uh, but I always listened to my intuition and I went with it and I had to study so much stuff that I never wanted to know. And then of course the show shifted. So I lost listeners, but I gained listeners. Uh, and, and the show just, it took on a life of its own. Uh, one of the biggest stories, which I thought at the time would be the biggest story to ever cover. Yeah. was the stolen election of 2000. I mean, that was stolen in our face, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's when I was, uh, uh, when Greg Palace got in touch with me with his book, The Best Democracy Money Can Buy. Yeah. He was probably one of my very first um, guests on the show. And he, till this day, has never left me out of one of his books has never said anything except I was the mother of internet radio. Uh, there are a lot of people that claim to be on the on air longer than me. I doubt it. Uh, right. I doubt that they keep their show as fresh and interesting as I do because nobody studies like I do. Uh, you do the news. Your your news is fantastic. I I don't know anybody that does the news like me. No. And, and the important thing for your audience to know. I'm not a member of any group, okay? I don't follow religion. Religion is a have for the have-nots. It's a way of keeping poor people poor. It's a way from keeping poor people from murdering the rich. Right. And these are quotes from very famous people. Uh, 
I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I've been an independent most of my life. Uh, people try to label me liberal, this, that. They, I don't have a label, okay? I'm a smart woman from New York who knows how to study, who, uh, who has good study habits, who sees the world the way it really is. Plus, with my never, I didn't think I asked for it, but with my gift of intuition, which I got at four years old, uh, it's easy for me to see through the crap and the lies and the BS that the government and religion tells us. So when I look at the news, I look at the news with spiritual eyes. What are they not telling us? Okay. Uh, so I think that's been the success of my show all these years. And people trust me. I'm very sarcastic because if you don't have sarcasm and laugh at this world, you'd put a gun to your head. Yes. Uh, so even when I'm telling people the worst news, I always interject. I used to do stand up. So I always interject some humor and some snide remarks and whatever so that it's palatable for people. So here I was moving along and I told this kid, Jordan, I'll try it for a couple of months. It looks like it'll be fun. Who knew? Okay. Uh, but here I am 23 years later doing the same. Now I have over, I have done at least 5,000 shows. Uh, I can't keep all 5,000 in my archives on my server. It's ridiculous. So the ones that I could sit a part of everybody's basic education are the ones that stay there. Uh, so I have about 800 hours of education. It's not entertainment, it's education. For anybody willing to spend a few pennies a day to support the, to support the work. Yeah. So that I kind of fell into it and then here I still am. So if somebody would have told me when I was a kid, it was the last thing on earth if you would have said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would have said, oh, I want to be on air and be a radio personality. Hell no. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just glad that you exist, uh, to, to be honest. Um, yeah, you said the stolen election of 2000. I remember that because I was becoming, you know, of age to be able to vote. And unfortunately, I, I participated uh on John Kerry's campaign, because uh, I thought that Bush and all of them were like the worst of the worst. Right. And then I found out about John Kerry, too. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, skull and Bones A and Skull and Bones B. And now yeah. I've been independent ever since. But, you know, and then you had Al Gore, who, yeah. in my opinion, would have been a much better president. Whether people think he's full of crap or not when it comes to the environment. Well, just, you know live on this planet for a year and tell me that he was wrong. Um, but I was very disappointed. You know, everybody talks about SCOTUS today being partisan and criminal. Well, it was openly partisan because it was the Supreme Court that overrode all our votes yep. and gave it to Bush. Why? Because they said that if they allowed the recount in Florida to happen, it would be detrimental to Bush's campaign. In other words, he would have proven he lost. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was going to be the big one. And then 9-11 happened. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. During right. the show, 9-11 happens. Right. What does that do? It might be a stupid question, and I apologize. But what does that do 
for your perspective about what you're doing, like on the air and everything like that, were you, uh, were you skeptical immediately? Because I know you you said you kind of backed into the the realm of conspiracies right before that. Oh, um, no, I was first of all, I was already talking about Agenda 2021. I was already talking about Agenda 2030, which we're living right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, of course, everybody said I was crazy. Well, I always say maybe it's a crazy person you need to be listening to. Right. Uh, so I wasn't surprised, and I'll tell you why. My phone started ringing off the charts that morning, and I was still asleep. And it was some of them were friends, some of them were listeners. You were right. Look what happened. Look what happened. You were right. Go put your TV on. And I'm like, oh, God. Right. So I got up, and I got to see the video of the uh, demolition yeah. of the Trade Center. And I knew I was watching a controlled demolition because my last husband was an architect and a builder, and he used to take those films home from school on demolitions for him. That was a thrill to just sit there and watch. So for me, not being an architect, but having been forced to see all those films, I immediately knew that this is a controlled demolition. Uh, and in those days it was pre Patriot act. So they couldn't spy directly on my show. So, uh, I had a hacker that used to, well, I don't do my show live because I got hacked way too many times, but at that time I had a hacker watching my show and you remember Yahoo instant message. You may or may not. I had it. Yeah. Right. So people could message me during the show while I was doing the show. And I had, uh, God, what was his last name? Tom Flacco. Tom Flacco. Tom Flacco was one of the first people I interviewed uh, about 9-11. I have Tom on my show. We're going at it. And my hacker pops up an instant message and says, the FBI just signed on to your show. Yeah. So I said to Tom, <laughs> listen, I'm from Brooklyn, okay? It takes a, there's nothing much that's going to scare me. Okay. Right. And my spirituality, because I believe that death is a beginning and not the end, also makes me less fearful than most people. So when he told me that, I said, Tom, we have to take a short break. I've just been notified that the FBI has just signed into the show and I want to welcome them to the show. So, so I said, listen, you boys and girls, I said, kick off your shoes, grab a cup of Joe. And listen, you'll learn something about America. I said, because remember, when your government's tired of you, you're going out with a bullet. Yeah. So then he pops up another one. They just clicked off. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, like that, huh? <laughs> because I'm doing the show live, I'm, I, and when I was finished, I'm closing the show, but it still ran for 12 more minutes. They created a 12-minute delay because... Before the Patriot Act, they couldn't directly hit me. Right. So he traced it and he said they came from China through Canada to tap into my show. Wow. Um, then, of course, I had so many other, I, every decent expert, Canadian experts, uh, engineers for 9-11 Truth, architects for 9-11 Truth, firefighters. I mean, every group there was. I had them all on my show, all the best people, including David Ray Griffin, who we just lost this year. That's right, yeah. uh, so and, and for your audience, if they want to enjoy themselves, I think that my 9-11 speech in Chicago is yeah. still on YouTube. It is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and, and besides them, I've had, you know, great people on like uh, uh, Mars. I had Jim Mars on the show, uh, Brian Desborough. I had Gore Vidal on my show. I had Dennis Kucinich, uh, Cynthia McKinney, uh, uh, the grandson of, Mah- of Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, after a while, I don't want to keep doing shows on the same topic because they're there. Okay. They're already there with the best people. So this year, what I'm doing is I'm moving into, and I won't eliminate my two new shows a week, but I'm moving into more spiritual shows to give people techniques and tools to survive this insanity and more environmental, more natural health healing shows with some of the best doctors in the country. Uh, because that's my love, okay? That's my first love, okay? The news, the news is the worst I've ever seen it in my life. And unlike yeah. you, you know, I, I was way beyond voting age in 2000. Right. Uh, but um, I'll continue to do it because I believe that it's better to know than not know. Yeah. So then you look at all of that and then you get from 9-11 we move ahead and Bush has starts his two illegal wars. Yeah. Bush, Cheney, Rumsfeld, they're still walking free. Okay, I think Rumsfeld's dead. I hope he is. He is, yeah. Um, and then you have all those criminals, you know, the PNAC group, they're still running free. So when you look at the idiot and, and enemy of the United States, Donald Trump, he's still walking free. All the criminals that worked with him are still walking free. This Supreme Court is a joke that needs to be disbarred and disbanded. You've got six now, six Roman Catholics, dopest day on the court, which is placed there by the Vatican. Make no mistake about it. We're under Vatican control in this country. Uh, If people don't believe me, great book to read, Vatican Assassins. Uh, I, Ed, uh, Eric John Phelps. I think I still have two interviews with him on that book. What an eye opener. Uh, I even got to interview Eustace Mullins on the yeah. Federal Reserve, and he's long dead. All right. So I have two really great interviews with Eustace in the site. But you compare, and then, of course, we move from Trump stealing both elections. All right. He stole 2016. There's no way he won. Even Jimmy Carter said that without Russia's help. He never would have got in. I immediately talked and told my audience about the Dutch documentaries on Trump's connections to Russia, banks, accounts, all of that, which now is gone off YouTube. You might be able to see it on BitChute. Uh, I hate to put you on the spot. Do you remember what those documentaries were called by any chance? They were called the Dutch documentaries. Dutch documentaries. Because I can usually find these. Uh, They were both about two hours long. There was two young Dutch brothers who decided to track Trump and his connections to Russia from the 1980s. Okay, they groomed that jerk since the 1980s. Yeah. Trump's own sons have said that they don't need American bank loans because they get all the money they need from Russia. So these kids tracked the money. Okay, they followed the money. Right. The videos were exceptionally good. Uh, but people said, "Oh, Maria, you hate you just hate Donald Trump." Yes, I do. Okay, I'm not saying I don't. I, but I have always hated him. You're a New Yorker, so you. Were, I grew up in yeah. New York. Trump is only I don't know two three years older than me, 
So we, I was in Brooklyn, he was in Queens. Everybody in New York knew what he was, okay? The mayor of New York at the time, I think it was Mayor Koch, said that he wouldn't believe any word out of Trump's mouth if his tongue was notarized, okay? So you're looking at, you know, the 70s, the 80s. I could not believe that a womanizing serial rapist, criminal, wannabe gangster, loser, dumb schmuck like him, was actually running for president. I couldn't believe he was president the whole four years. And I still can't believe that he was president. It it blows my mind to think Mm -hmm. that an idiot Gavon like him got in because the rest of the country was... Someone like W kind of was a primer for... for Well, W was never president. Dick Cheney was... Well, that's right. You're right. Okay. Those Dick Cheney's they didn't protect W yeah. on 9-11. They protected That's Dick right. Cheney. Okay. Right. That should be people's first clue. Where was the protection when Bush flew away from Florida? He had no fighter jets on the side of his planes. And Cheney yeah. didn't want him back in D.C. because Cheney was now acting president. That's right. And that freak is still free. I always someone else's heart, I think, to too. Give him a heart, our tax dollars to, right. to a man who has no heart. Yeah. Uh, and now you look at not only the stolen election again in 2016 and all the in-between ones, make no mistake about it. There's lots of great guys that have reported on all the midterm irregularities. Right. Uh, and then you have January 6th. Yeah, that's right. And Trump is walking free. He's yeah. number one. He's the number one instigator for what happened with all his hate talk for four years to, I hate to say it, low level, unintelligent Americans. He was tweeting. Fascinated because yeah. he's a TV guy. Okay. They didn't care he's a serial rapist. They didn't care that he's a fake Christian. Uh, they didn't care about his 30,000 lies. They didn't care about him gassing protesters. The lunatic wanted to start a nuclear war, blame it on another country. This is now first coming out. I was terrified the whole four years that he would do it because I know what kind of a jerk he is. And then you have January 6th and he's still free. Okay, all his criminals are still free and they're sitting in Congress. Okay, so Congress, I think, means a a circle of. jackasses or I don't know. Say whatever you want on here. This is all uncensored. Word itself. I think it means a circle of apes or something like that. It's appropriate. Whatever the meaning of the word Congress is, believe me, it's appropriate. So now we have insurrectionists, morons, who probably don't have an IQ of 100 if you put them all together, in Congress, sitting on committees like this George Santos. Okay, the only good thing he ever did was be a drag queen. He looked a lot better as a drag queen. Uh, and, (laughs) but now that they, the GOP have their very own drag queen, why aren't they protesting him of blowing up nightclubs because of, of drag queens, like the, the minions, the Trump minions, you know, the geese running around with their heads, sucking in the water, falling down upon them. And this guy is a con man. He's still conning the ignorant among us. I feel sorry for those people because they've made a horrific soul choice, okay? Because when people say to me, Maria, I'm not doing anything wrong, so my soul should be okay. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not doing anything right. 
and doing nothing is a choice. And you pay for your choices in this life. And if you don't pay for them in this one, you're going to pay for them in the next one. Um, so here we are now. Brazil goes and does the same thing with Bolsonaro, who I called for years. Bush's Brazilian, uh, Trump's Brazilian twin. Netanyahu, the devil in Israel, uh, who is his Israeli evil twin who's destroying Israel. Nobody's talking about the protest in Israel and him dissolving their courts. Nobody's talking about all the cases against Netanyahu that, and yet he's back in office. You got Trump has got at least 55 cases going that we know of, and he's allowed to run for office again. I said it before, I'll say it again. This country needs an enema from top to bottom. Yeah. The police department, the sheriff's departments, the legal system, all of it is all set up to keep the poor poor, to keep the blacks down. And this is America. You know, every single day, cops are killing some black guy or girl for a driving violation. Okay. But you get a little murdering snot punk like Rittenhouse who goes, drives out of town to kill somebody. And he's the hero of the GOP. So two-party system, first of all, it's mostly been a one-party system for the rich. Yeah. Democrats tend to give us a little bit. You know, Clinton was a thief, but when he was in office, he shared the wealth. Okay. Right. Those Clinton years on a financial level were the, some of the better years for most Americans, especially middle class. Because even though he was stealing big, he was sharing. Okay. That sharing part's over. Uh, So now you look at Brazil, where Lula, who was incarcerated for political reasons, he never, because he did anything wrong, I think Lula is probably one of the best leaders on the planet right now, is immediately prosecuting everybody. He immediately arrested everybody as they were attacking the buildings. Here, they just let him walk home. And then the FBI is going to spend years trying to, can you identify this guy? Right. Now, listen, like I said, I grew up in Brooklyn and I grew up very tough in Brooklyn in a very tough neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, had those protesters at the Capitol been black, there would have been a bloodbath on those steps. I and nobody's so, yeah. going to convince me of anything different. I thought because that, that they're white, you know, crackers with their red MAGA hats and wearing the defacing the flag in their in their clothing. Uh, they were all allowed to just go home, I know. go home. And Trump said, go home. I love you. Good people. Go home. You Trump know- is punk. He's probably never had to defend himself. Couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag. Probably had to go to private schools because he would have got his ass kicked in public school every day just for looking like he looks. Right. And yet he incites everybody else because he's a punk. He doesn't fight his own battles. And that to me is, you know, I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't, pay, he, isn't, he doesn't pay his bills either, apparently. Remember, he, well, yeah, he, and then he finds lawyers stupid enough not only to work for him for free, but now they're all getting sued. And like Rudy. And he didn't even pay Rudy. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani was oh. another criminal. Yeah. And if he goes down now for this, it's nothing compared to what he deserved for what he his part in 9-11. Never let, you know, oh, the... The country's mayor. Bullshit. I remember that. Yeah. America's mayor. He was part of it. He had foreknowledge. He was not in his, uh, 
He was not in his uh, uh, bunker that was yeah. built Building 7. He was he set himself up by the docks. So he was on the phone with uh, Peter Jennings saying that, yeah. Right. right. And then the only reason that he kept the firemen on the job as long as he did the gold. was he had to find the gold. Yep. Nobody even knows where that gold is today, by the way. Just like right. the black boxes on the planes, nobody knows where they are either till this day, 23 years later. Yeah. And once the firemen got the gold out, found the gold. They got him. They pulled him out. Wanted yep. the firemen out. Well, I was married to a fireman. They never leave one of their brothers behind. Right. So, of course, the firemen said, no, until we get find all our brothers, we're not leaving. So what did Giuliani do? He set the, the cops, cops on him. Right. A lot of people forgot that. I saw yeah. the video. I'm sure that video has been disappeared by now. I, I saw it too, yeah. Uh, and and then you look at Trump on 9-11, who collected money when none of his properties were hit. Right. Okay? And his first words were, well, I guess now I have the tallest building in New York. That's right. Okay, the guy that. is a scumbag. There's no two ways about it. And yet how he managed to trick, you know, because you have the evangelicals, which I call the demon-jellicals. <laughs> right. uh, you have them, they were so hell-bent on eliminating abortion that they, yeah. uh, they permitted, allowed, and excused every commandment in the book that this guy broke right. just to get that done. And that's been going on since Jerry Bowell. Okay, great documentary on Hulu about him and his father and how they've always been on this thing against abortion when they're the ones that should have been aborted. Too bad it's not retroactive abortion. Uh, so now we live in a crazy world where the big issue is gas stoves. Okay. I'm like, first of all, nobody said you can't buy a gas stove. Personally, as a cook, I never liked gas stoves, okay? Right. They don't cook evenly. I never felt safe, especially when the pilot light goes out and you could smell gas. I made sure to buy houses that had no gas in it, period. Nobody's saying you can't buy a gas stove. And everybody's going wild over that because, hey, that's my choice. Well, they took away a woman's choice with her own uterus, and nobody seemed to care as much as they care about a gas stove. So maybe they need those gas stoves to put their heads in it and clear their heads out. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> people don't realize how much they're jerked around by the mainstream media. You know, every day, here's what you're going to be upset about. And they'll, they'll make it all over social media. I've been kicked off every platform on social media so many times that I'm almost running out of aliases. That's right. <laughs> but... <laughs> when you look at the ridiculousness, you know, when you look at the fact that here in America we have seniors, because I watch a lot of YouTube at night, women in their 70s, uh, men in their 70s, living in their car, living on the street, yeah. uh, you know, you can't live on Social Security, okay? Social Security is maybe $1,000 a month. Well, good luck finding anything to rent for $1,000 a month. Then what do you do for the rest of it? So now you get these insurrectionist anti-american scum in congress and the first thing they want to do is hold the budget hostage yeah. by cutting social security and medicare okay entitlement programs they call it no they're not we were forced to pay into that you know i've been paying into it since i was 13. Yeah. 
So this is the devil's party, okay? Years ago, it may have been respectable, and I mean maybe 50 years ago. But right now, if you're not a liar, you're not a pedophile, you're not a rapist, you're not anti-American, you don't qualify for the Republican Party. Right. So what, is, what are people left with? The Democrats. Third party, you never get a chance, okay? Right. Ralph Nader would have made a great president, never got right. a chance. Ross Perot warned us about that giant sucking sound. Well, <laughs> now you've got 1% that owns 99% of the wealth, Yeah. which means the rest of us have to fight over scraps. Yeah. And people are worried about their gas stove or, you know, trans uh, drag queens reading a, in a library. OK, right. well, you got a trans now. you got a drag queen in Congress. I'd rather see him in drag than look at him the way he is, because he's he's a very strange looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, did I talk enough? Oh, that was great. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what I wanted to try to um, not try, but I wanted, wanted to, to talk to you about that uh, was really important to me um, was your relationship with uh, the late, great Dave McGowan. Dave was one of a kind. Okay, Dave was uh, a Mensa student. Yeah. Dave's IQ was off the charts. A lot of women wanted to be with Dave for his DNA. Okay, <laughs> they wanted to have smart kids. I'm not kidding. I knew Dave on a, a more intimate level than most people. Yeah. Uh, Dave was my co-host, I want to say, for about 16 years. Yep. So we did a show every month. He would send me his latest writings. We'd laugh about it, talk about it, and, and go... We. His sense of humor and mine was perfect together. Yeah. And uh, he didn't trust a lot of people. Believe it or not, he was an introvert. Yeah. So uh, when he came out with his book, Weird Scenes, uh, he was now forced to do book tours and whatnot, which I knew he hated every second of it. If somebody else from a different show wanted Dave on their show, Dave would call me and ask me about them. Should I trust them? Or is this going to be an attack show? Blah, 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 blah. So very few people ever got to interview Dave. Right. Uh, however, when Dave came out with his, and all his series were great, okay, from, you know, Wagon the Moon Doggy was, we laughed our asses off recording that. I must, I must have done 12, 15 shows just on that. Yeah, you did. Yep. <laughs> but when he put his stuff out with pictures, on the Boston bombings. Yeah. I yeah. said, Dave, this could cost you your life. Are you sure you want to put this out there? Right. Okay. Uh, it was the best work ever, but that's when the threats started and he started getting threats. And then he came out with weird scenes. So now he's doing the book tours to make a long story short, because I've had so many people interview me about this. Um, I'm sorry. He was, he I, was, I don't want to put you on the. No, on. he did. Uh, he did the book tour, and he got honey trapped. Yeah. And then he lost his house uh, through a divorce. He lost his family home, which destroyed him. So he needed a place to go with Chloe, his dog. Yeah. And he met this woman, and she offered him free free living space. Yeah. Uh, what a lot of people didn't know when Dave wanted to talk to me. 
he would have to go away from the house or in the garage because he said he was under constant surveillance, his computer, everything. He had no privacy, this and that. And at the time, I did a reading for him. And I said, don't worry, Dave, you're only going to be there six months. But see, I didn't see further than that. I did not know that he'd be dead in six months. Okay. So he knew when four months before he was uh, diagnosed, he had to go for a physical for life insurance. He was in perfect physical health. Four months later, his body was riddled with cancer. So you don't have to be a genius to know what happened. So he knew that he was being slowly murdered as he was dying. Okay. Uh, I got him to do one last show with me. But after that, he was in so much pain and there was no way I could put Dave back on the air. And he has, you know, he had three daughters and his dream was to take his daughters to Hawaii. Of course, he, of course, a father, he wanted to walk them down the aisle. He knew he wasn't going to be able to ever do that. Uh, But he didn't have the money. Okay. You know, really smart people busting their ass to bring out truth. We're not rich. Okay. So I said, let me see what I can do, Dave. I put it out to my audience and thousands started pouring into Dave. He called me on the phone crying. That's how touched he was. I can't believe this person sent me a thousand dollars. I can't believe this, that. And he was able to take his girls to Hawaii. Right. Um, So Dave was not a stupid man. And I'm sure he knew that whatever, you know, they've got all kinds of weapons. Look, they've been using them since Jack Ruby. Yeah. And uh, Fidel Castro. Uh, But no one. No one will ever compare to him on a brain level, uh, on his intelligence. His, his, his humor was great. Um, he had the capacity to love, and his books are all worth a million bucks. Uh, and I've interviewed a lot of great people, and I've had a lot of really good co-hosts through the years, you know, some of them on the run, you know, so, so, all, kind, all kinds of crazy Not stuff. Not you, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still standing. Um, not to say that I haven't gotten my share of threats and curse words. and what, They just don't know who I am. So I don't lose sleep over idiots. And I don't waste time talking to idiots. And I don't want idiots as part of my audience. I pride myself on my audience being very swift, intelligent, spiritual people who don't buy into the bullshit. And and everything out there is bullshit. You know, mainstream media in the 70s were revealed to be owned by the CIA. So you, when you tell this to people, God forbid they pick up a book or do some research. They just won't do it. So I believe that America's karma is coming home to roost. I think you're right. Yeah. Now, Does that what, answer your question about Dave? Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, no, that Dave, uh, yeah, I never got to, I, I talked to Craig, his brother from time to time. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot about his, uh, his demise that people don't really know. And no. And the interesting part is he dies on the same day Kennedy was assassinated. Right. Yeah, you know, and I don't believe in coincidence. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. So. 
Now, I had heard through the grapevine that his daughter, Alyssa, and I believe it was, I think, Nick Bryant of the Franklin scandal. They were putting a documentary together at one point, right? They came here to my home. Uh, they interviewed me and filmed me for quite some time. Uh, his daughter is a little doll. Uh, I was the first time I got to meet Alyssa. I really, really liked her. Uh, but I don't know what ever happened to the documentary. I have yeah. no clue. Yeah, me neither. But I, you know, I just told my truth and the truth from my point of view and from what Dave and I talked about. Right. Now, I, uh, rest in peace. Uh, I hope hey, he's free. He's free of this freak show. And this is a freak show. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, it is. Uh, um, how... Uh, how did you uh, come into contact with uh, our mutual friend, Mr. Chuck Ocelli? I always kind of wanted to know that because he how refers to you as mom. Even Well, how did I find Chuck? I don't know if it was through Jack Blood or I heard about Chuck doing the show, a show. No. Um, I really don't know. But one thing I do know is I like Chuck right away. Yeah. I didn't know where he was at, but I liked him right away. Uh, so I had him on my show when I started to see the similarities, you know, brain wise, uh, I knew this kid is really good and I've always, you know, I don't intend to be here forever. I've always been looking for who's going to take over when I'm gone. Yeah. Cause I've seen so many people come and go in this business, you know, they fold and you know, everybody's, Oh, I could do what you do. And then they try one show a week and they're exhausted. And I'm like, get the hell out of here. Right. Uh, so, and then there's a million podcasts today too, you know, but they can't claim to be the longest podcast on the net. Not a one of them. Uh, and listen, I'm the best at what I do, whatever it is I do, I'm the best at, or I don't do it. Yeah. That's the way I was raised. You know, my father was a very strict Italian. Yeah. He, he taught us all to read and write before we went to school. Okay. Right. He taught us our study habits. He taught us how to research. And the one thing he told us almost every day was question everything, especially authority. Yeah. Wow. And that's why, you know, at this point, it's fairly easy for me to do what I do. You know, I probably could do it in my sleep. <laughs> I hope I'm not, but. Right, right. <laughs> Well, you had mentioned, uh, I don't know if if we can go into the intuition uh, that you had mentioned earlier. I don't know if that's too personal, but. No, I'm fine. I make my living that way. I always, I'm fascinated because I'm not really familiar too much. I hate to say, admit that, but um, is there a little bit you might be able to talk about to um, kind of let well, people like myself kind of learn something? Well, listen, I do a lot of spiritual shows. Uh, I have a, a guest. He's been on the show now for about 12 years, Michael Rakia. He's in the UK. He channels uh, Joseph Communications. He's got seven spiritual books out, one better than the next, that explains everything, direct answers from okay. the creator, God, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, have, I do another show once a month with Monica Sepulveda. Yeah. Uh, she's a fantastic medium in California, and we teach people how to do what we do on those shows. So okay. those are fun shows for me. I just hooked up with Patricia Corey, who's in Portugal, who wrote a book that will blow your mind 
called Hacking the God Code. And how through these vaccines, they're literally breaking our connection with whatever there is, all there is, and out to steal our souls. So now she's becoming a regular on my show because I'm blown away by her work. Uh, I do uh, business and personal consultations for people, a lot of it based on my own intelligence, my own business experience in Manhattan, and my intuition. Okay. Uh, so people could call it psychic or intuitive. It doesn't really matter. All I know is whatever person needs to know, that's what comes through when I'm having a session with them. And I don't channel it. I don't go, I don't do faces and voices. I'll leave that for, you know, the phonies. Right. Uh, what happened to me was when I was four years old, I got hit by a truck and knocked out. And I don't know how long I was knocked out. Okay. Uh when I came out of the accident back from the hospital, I had a patch over one eye. Uh, I re that's what I remember. I was four. Uh, but I was different. I knew things no four-year-old kid had any business knowing. And I knew things about all the adults around me, too, who was screwing who, who was stealing from who. I just knew everything. And I was like, oh, God. And I was in an Italian Catholic neighborhood. So the old ladies were afraid of me. And they were running their houses when I came home from school, obviously guilty of something. And they nicknamed me the Mala Cristiana, which means the Antichrist. Wow. Uh, so I try to, like, dampen down that shit, you know. Yeah. You want to be normal. You want to be like everybody else. But you're not. I put it away until uh, I was about 17. Then it came out. And at 17, you're not going to use those uh, skills for anything good. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that. So then that scared me. So I stopped again. And then when I was pregnant with my son, I was 29. Uh, it came on so strong and there was nothing I could do to push it away. So I just said, well, if this is how it's going to be, I got to figure out how to make money with it. Okay? Right, right. Because you got to support yourself. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I started doing, you know, sessions for people. And it's basically a lot of that is how I ended up on radio because I had a partner in Las Vegas who hired me to psychically and business-wise go through her business with her because she was losing money. She didn't know why. Right. Uh, and when I t pointed out who was stealing from her, where her money was wasted, this, that, the other thing, uh, and she was floating some guy who was doing a radio show just so she could play her ads. She didn't care what the show was about. She was right. giving this guy 10 grand a month. The guy sucked. I met with her and him for lunch one day and I'm listening to this guy and I'm like, she's ready to hand him 10 grand in cash. I kicked her under the table. She shut her bag. She's oh, I forgot my checkbook and he leaves. And I said, that guy sucks. I yeah. says, I can guarantee you nobody's listening to his show. He sucks. Okay. Just, he couldn't even carry on a conversation. So she said to me, well, then I said, to her, and I just said as a joke, I said, I could do better than that guy. So she hands me 10 grand and says, when you get back to Phoenix, go buy some airtime. Wow. I said, what? I said, I don't want to do radio. I said, well, what the hell would I talk about? She says, you'll figure it out. You're a good talker. You'll figure it out. Just go do it because she needed her ads played. Right. Uh, and that's when I walked into the studio and I met Jack Blood. And right. what was interesting is I paid for the first six months. 
But after that, I shook his hand and said, I got to go, Jack. You know, it was a nice meeting you and all this stuff. And he says, you can't leave. He says, you're the only one getting listeners. Right, right. He says, I'm trying to get you on drive drive time. We're going to hire you. You don't have to pay anymore. Yeah. Well, I didn't have to pay anymore. That's awesome. So I was the only one not paying anymore. But then when he told the uh, owners to put me on drive time and to blow every other station out, out of the water, they wouldn't do it. So I, you know, I gave them a few choice Italian curse words and I blew out of there and uh, I didn't care because I, I never wanted to do radio. Right. And then you saw the same weekend by the following Monday, I was webcasting. So that's cool. Trailblazing. Trump. You were a trailblazer. That was the word that I was trying to remember. Trailblazer. Well, you yeah. know, you got to stand in trust, you know, you got to follow the yellow brick road. If you're afraid to roll the dice on yourself, yeah. why would anybody else? Exactly. And, you know, fear isn't going to get you anywhere in this world. It's going to make you a miserable, lonely old person. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I've never been fearful. And I'm like, I could do that. You know, and I got to tell you, I did enjoy DJing. I love doing that. Uh, and, um, uh, would you ever I go back to it? what I do? Huh? Would, you ever go, would you ever go back to it? Like playing the old 60 or the Motown? Nah, if I could, I would still like to do stand up. I was doing stand up for a short while. I was going to ask, why did you, if you don't mind me asking, why, why did you stop? Because I, I because do remember. Because the voice told me I had to oh. do radio. Right, because, right. you know, God forbid I could do something I was actually enjoying and good <laughs> at. Uh, yeah. It was funny because when David Icke, came to Arizona, I'm yeah. trying to think what the hell year that was, I don't know, 2006, don't even remember. He um, he asked me to be his opening act, and he wanted me to do stand-up. And he gave me 10 minutes. He was at the Orpheum Theater. It was probably, probably held about 6,000 people. The place was jammed. Wow. And I had it all timed. I practiced it. I timed it out, all that to be 10 minutes. And I said to David, don't worry, you know, it's going to be great. And uh, what I didn't remember to do was leave space for the laughter. So 10 minutes yeah. became 20 minutes. And I remember when it was all done, because, you know, David's things, they're all day long. You, you, it, it's exhausting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I remember afterwards, I would say 5,000 out of the 6,000 all glommed on to me after it was done and said, we would have liked two more hours of you and two less hours of David. Uh, <laughs> I'm, so, sure he, I'm sure he loved that. Right? <laughs> well, he wasn't there. No, Actually, we had uh, Jack and I, Jack and I met David uh, for brunch the next day. I didn't want to go because I was, my, my energy was totally drained from everybody dragging on me the night before. Right. Jack said, come on, we should go because Kevin Trudeau is going to be there. No, uh, Ned Cow, who the hell from Chicago was going to be there, was a big broadcaster. Yeah. Uh, and I said, well, OK, I, I never met Kevin Trudeau. I'd like to meet Kevin Trudeau. So we went. Uh, and what was interesting is when David left the table, everybody started asking me questions about things David didn't answer. <laughs> So I'm like, what the hell? And then Mad Cow, who's a broadcaster, I think, in Chicago. Yeah, he was in the me. same building as uh, yeah. Chris, Chris Farley in Chicago. He yeah. read me back word for word my entire my entire comedy routine. Really? He wrote the whole thing down. And I said to him, wait a minute. 
I said, if you're going to use my material, you best be giving me credit for it. Okay, which I'm sure he never did. Uh, But I got to meet Kevin Trudeau, who's still in prison. I can't believe it. Ten years. He was released, and now they want to put him back because he's not telling them where his money is. He should never be in prison. That book, that last book, I still have the interview with Kevin Trudeau in my archives. That last book was the reason they put him in there. Okay, it wasn't because of a diet or a scam. For those he, who are not familiar, what what exactly was he put in jail for? I think I remember it was for a, uh, was it a self-help book? Fraud. Or? It was a diet book. They tried diet to say book. diet. He said the diet was easy and it's okay. not easy. Meanwhile, that diet, you know, my sister went on it and she had no problem. She lost all the weight she needed to. My daughter went on it, this and that. It yeah. wasn't the diet. In the book, he makes it very clear. The same people own the food supply. The same people own all the diet centers. The same people own pharmaceuticals. The oh, same really? people own uh, all the gyms. Okay. Yeah. He called them all out. And I said to him, I said, Kevin, this book could get you in serious trouble. Right. But he thought he had enough money to defend himself. Right. But they, when they have it in for you, they're going to put, look, why is he in jail and Trump not? Right. Why is Jared Kushner not being investigated for taking $2 billion from the Saudi scum, bone saw massacre, Saudi Arabia? That's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Why is Trump getting millions of dollars from the Saudis now through this bogus golf tournament crap? Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why does Trump have bank accounts in China? Okay. And he's accusing Biden of that. Okay. And he kept saying the China virus every two minutes. Yeah, meanwhile, oh, yeah. he's lucky that Chinese didn't put a bullet through his head. Right. I watched a, um, I watched this comedian. I'd never seen him before. It was on uh, Netflix. I don't remember his first name. Might be George. His last name's Santino. He was stand-up comic special. It, it, just look for it on Netflix. It's fairly new. The guy right. was great. He ripped into every president not, oh, that we've had. But right. when he got to Trump, he was the best. <laughs> Because he started saying, I can't believe in four years, and then he just makes the sounds and the body language of a gun, a knife, any way you could kill somebody, okay? And then he says, it's not like we're not experienced in assassinating presidents, right? right. Why wasn't this guy assassinated, okay? Because he owes everybody money, okay? (laughs) They want his money. Okay, his daughter with all her businesses in China. Okay, and now he's. And listen, I'm no fan of Elaine Chow, but some of the insulting racist names he calls her. If I was her, I would want to smack him in his face until all that orange paint flew against the wall. Okay. Uh, and and you know, listen, he couldn't even identify Eugene Carroll. In court this week, he thought it was Marla Maples, his wife, who he didn't marry till six years after that happened. Okay, now she's got the dress like Monica Lewinsky. She saved the dress. She's got his DNA and he's refusing a DNA test. Well, throw him to the floor like the cops do if it was you or me and force that DNA test. Okay, because that's what the cops do. I don't know if you've ever had a run in with the popo. 
I have, yeah. plenty of people that have, and they say, oh, you don't want to give us your DNA? Well, those four big apes will come over and just take it. Yeah, okay. you're right. Yeah. Uh, so, again, two sets of laws in this country. And yeah. the bigger the criminal you are, the more protection you seem to have. You know, I get insulted when they compare him to Al Capone because Al Capone was loved. Al Capone was a sharp dresser. Al Capone was also very intuitive. That's why they couldn't catch him. He always knew. He just knew. How do I know this? I interviewed his niece. Wow. I still have that in my archives. She wrote a great book about her Uncle Al, uh, Deidre, Deidre Capone. It's still in my archives, one of my favorite shows. Wow. With recipes, too. Al Capone was a great cook. So she's got a lot of family recipes in the back of the book. Um, You're great, Maria. Well, listen, I want, I like to mix it up. Do you know what I mean? But once oh, you I do, yeah. mix it up that much, it's almost like pieces of the puzzle starts to just fall into place. And you see that it's all connected. Everything, yeah. Everything is connected. You know, we are living in an illusion. Yeah. But as Einstein said, it's a persistent illusion. <laughs> so if you're an independent thinker today, or you're a truth teller, you're going to get canceled. Okay. Yeah. They will disappear you in many different ways, but that should never stop anyone from telling their truth. I'm not politically correct. I'm going to talk the way I've always talked. Okay. If yeah. you don't know what the hell you are, I'll call you it. Okay. I don't <laughs> care who's banging who, as long as yeah. they're not pushing it on me. Yeah. None of my business. Okay. In Italians, we, Chuck would know. Italians, we have a saying that my mother used to tell me and my father all the time, fate fate do, okay? And what that translates is, mind your own fucking business. Oops, yeah. I hope I can say that word. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so to me, you know, you want to dress like a woman and be a drag queen? First of all, I love drag queens. The most fun shows you'll ever go to, okay? Right. Um you want to be a transsexual because you were born a sex that's not comfortable to you? Great. How does that affect me? Okay. Right. Uh, you want, you know, you want to have an abortion or you want to have 20 babies that you can't support bringing a perfect soul into this effed up world. Yeah. It's not coming out of my vagina. Okay. Mine either. If the only thing that affects me, you are physically attacking me or trying to break into my home or hurt my family, okay? Anything else, why do I care what you do, okay? Yeah. We're all free. My father always used to say I'm a free moral agent, okay? And thank God I had the right father. That's all I Yeah, because a lot of us can't say we were, uh, we were as lucky. Like, that's something, for him to, to tell you, Question authority. That is such a rarity for a parent. Listen, my father was smarter than I still try to understand how he knew things all those years ago that I didn't learn till I was 50. And, and science wasn't even talking about till I was 50. Uh, but he just knew. And then when they came out with the first polio shots, Dr. Mary's monkey comes to mind, in case you never read that book. Oh, yeah. I still have that interview in my archives. See what I'm saying about education? Uh, they laced that first polio shot with cancer genes, and they knew it. But oh, they said, yes. but they said, but in 20 years we could end up with a cancer epidemic. They said that's 20 years from now. We'll figure it out. And well, what happened? 20 years later, everybody's got cancer. Yeah. 
Well, at that time, they wanted to force those shots in the New York City school system where we went to school. I was in public school. uh, And my father refused. And if you refuse the shot, they threaten you with suspension. And my father, at that time, had four of his daughters in public school. And my father came up to the school and he said, nobody's going to be putting monkey guts into my perfect children. They didn't suspend us. We didn't get the vaccine. We didn't get polio. Wow. Wow. Uh, And now I look back on that and I'm like, how did he know? Right. You know what I mean? How did he know? Where was he getting that information? We're looking at 1956. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's... When, when Americans were first falling in love with the automobile, okay? Yeah. And how did he know the health things that he knew, natural health things? So when I talk to doctors today and, and they talk to me and I'm like, how did my father know this all those years ago? Right. Uh, and he spent the time, you know, he put in the time. You know, I remember long walks, long talks, you know. It didn't matter, even if he thought whatever I was talking about was crazy. He gave me the time. He listened. And he gave us life lessons, you know, integrity. Integrity is everything. You know, what builds your character? You know, uh, today all of that is missing. I'm looking at these news stories, you know, 13-year-old kids going out mugging senior citizens. And I'm like, or just punching them. Parents, what are their parents yeah. teaching them? Do you know, Nothing. in my day, that would never happen. Never in a million years. Okay. It was respect your elders, even when it came to religion. You know, respect other people's religions. It didn't matter if we believed them or not. We didn't make fun of them. You know, we didn't force anything on anybody else. Uh, But today, parents either can't afford to spend time with their kids or don't want to. Well, you know what? Then don't have them. And if you can't support them, don't have them. And don't force women who don't want them to have them. them. No one, there should be no reason... Uh, good enough or bad enough for a woman to have an abortion, except the fact that I don't want it. That should be the whole reason. Yeah. Uh, and, and I look around, you know, and I look and see some people that should never have children or, or procreate because you can see, you can see that they're super poor. And in this America, if you're born poor, there's no way out. Okay. In my day, we're talking a long time ago. If you were born poor, which we were. My father had five kids. He was the only one working. Uh, it was tight, very tight, okay? But we were able to scratch our way up the ladder and get out of it. Not today. That's never going to happen today. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, so, I don't have a good outlook on the future myself, to be honest. Well, look at look at Generation Z. Do you think they have a good outlook on the future? Yeah. You know, you're going to pass a law against transsexuals and now transsexual teenagers are committing suicide? Okay, what happened to the pro-life bastards, okay? How about the living life, okay? I don't know if you remember years ago, the big case when Jeb Bush was uh, in charge of Florida with Terry Schiavo. Schiavo, yes. Right. She was a vegetable for all intents and purposes. Her family wanted her off life support. The government didn't want her off life support because she had a heartbeat. But she was brain dead. A heartbeat without a brain is dead, okay? Yeah. So a fetus will develop, you know, a, a heartbeat 
long before it develops a brain. Right. You know, and yet if your kid gets shot up in school 20 kids at a time because the cops are too punk to go into the building like Uvalde. Yeah. Nobody, where's the pro-life group? Where's the pro-life group? How many kids are dying every year from starvation? Where's the pro-life group? How many old people living in vans or in trees or in cemeteries starving to death? Where's the pro-life group? Yeah. So the hypocrisy is off the charts. Yeah. And I believe if their Jesus ever existed and was alive, he would whip them all within an inch of their lives. Right. Right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> well, I mean, he was not a pacifist, despite despite the, the bullshit they want people to believe. And I tend to act more like Jesus than a lot of his followers. Even. Well, you know, they used to say, put Christ back in Christmas. I said, how about putting Christ back in Christians? Christians. <laughs> That's right. Well, to me... People will ask me, are you a Christian? I would say yes, not because I follow a Christian belief. Right. To me, Christian is a verb. It's how you act. It's how you treat people. It's how you treat nature. Yeah. Okay. It's how you live your life. You know, It's not going to church once a week or getting somebody's cigarette ash slapped on your forehead or wearing a yarmulke or women being oppressed to right. wear hot jobs and all this other shit because men can't keep it in their pants and get too excited. And now you look at these jerks, I think it's Missouri, where they passed a law that the women in the Congress there have to have cover their arms and wear a blazer. They can't have naked arms. They have a dress code now for really? the in office. Yes. Yes. Well, that's one step closer to Handmaid's Tale. And I, when I saw that article, well, I thought it was the American Taliban. Why? What will excite a man so much, unless you have arms like Michelle Obama, which I wish I did, right. what excites him so much about a woman's naked arm that she has to cover that up? Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous, Sam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's yeah. how they start. It's increments. It's the frog in the boiling water. That's right, yeah. Okay, and the other dumb women in that state, what are they saying? Well, I'm not in office, so I don't care. I, as long as I could wear my arms flailing, and believe me, a lot of women's arms should never be naked. Okay. <laughs> or men's. Or men, either. Like I'll tell you what, at a certain age, it's hard to tell a man from a woman. This I will tell you. <laughs> That's right. And, and in my day, we used to have a song, Are You a Boy or Are You a Girl? <laughs> yeah. It was hard to tell, and that was long before Saturday Night Live came out with Pat. And if you it's never Pat. That, yeah, it's yeah. Pat. It's uh, Pat. Yeah. But uh, God, hey, listen, you got to have a sense of humor. Yeah, because if you don't have a sense of humor, then you're dead, in my right. opinion. Yeah. Exactly. If, if you don't, they'll march you right off into an oven. Okay. Oh, yeah. When people yeah, say, yeah. you know, even when I was a kid, I couldn't understand. I said, well, how did that happen? How did they get so many people to just go along with it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And here we are living in the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. Just Americans are all going along. Take the shot. You know, take right. three of them. You know, they got their shot. Then they yeah. got the heart attack. Then they got their shot. Then they, they died. Still got COVID. They still now got we it. have sudden adult death syndrome. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I cover all the negatives about the bullshit COVID uh, pandemic, uh, which, of course, was all done just for the global reset, no other thing, to make us poorer than we already are, lock us up like animals for two years, which I remember when we go back to Dave McGowan's theory on the Boston bombings, 
That was the very first time two things happened that they've exposed. It was a beta test. Shelter in place. Yep. And they shut off everybody's cell phones. They did. Why? So you couldn't take pictures. That's right. Right. That's right. And then just, you know, a skip down the road and everybody's sheltering in place for two years. I'm from Massachusetts, right? Uh, That's where I am right now. They were cla- they were applauding the tanks coming down the streets of Boston. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, so yeah, and they just line up. You know, everybody lines up. Oh, if you don't get yeah. shot, you can't uh, you can't travel. You you can't go to work. You can't do this. You can't do that. Yeah. What, what can they, you do? <laughs> and then what? The first thing they do is shut down the gyms. Oh that, yeah. That you could actually stay healthy. Now they admit that working out helps. Yeah prevent getting COVID, okay? I mean, in my gym, I mean, everybody cleans the equipment when you get on it or you get off it. Everybody cleans it, okay? Uh, Luckily, my gym here in my small little mountain town was only closed for like two weeks. And then they said, said, screw it, and they opened. And they stayed open, okay? Good for them, yeah. I don't know anybody at the gym that got COVID. And I talk to everybody there. I'm always talking. Okay. Okay. Unless I have my headset on, I'm watching late night, then forget it. Uh, But most of them, even strangers, if they sit on a machine next to me and they got all the bullshit news on the TVs, it's always a story that I can start a conversation with them. Not a one of them have had the shot. Not a one of them trusts the shot. Not a one. The doctors here in the urgent care tell me, they won't even tell us what's in the shot. Nurses started quitting the hospital because they didn't want to take the shot because this everybody they were treating were people that had the shot. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. So, you know, but look, when you have a dumbed down population, which, you know, the education system set up by the Rockefellers, is no bargain whether they want to, you know, strip racial whatever teachings out of the school or not. They're teaching us nothing but lies anyway. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and I was always that kid, even in public school all those years ago, my hand up in the air asking questions. <laughs> okay. The kid that they wished wasn't in the class, but they couldn't get rid of her because she was the kid with 100 average. Okay. Right. So my grades were too good for them to kick me out, but they would always find something to complain to my parents about. You know, your daughter's homework looks like she eats dinner on it. Well, yeah, because she goes to work after school and then she does eat her dinner while she's doing her homework at 10 o'clock at night. And my mother would say, but what about her grades? She has a hunch, so shut up. That was my mother's answer. You know? so, she, so she backed you up. That's great. Of course. My parents would kill for us and believe me. They attacked a few bullies for us back in the day. Uh, and then, you know, we got big enough to attack the bullies ourselves. It didn't matter if you were a girl or not. If you didn't know how to fight, you weren't going to live. It was that simple. Okay. It was a rough, rough neighborhood. It was a rough life. Wow. Uh, and I love when people, you know, they, they just think they know who I am now. They have no idea where I've been, where I've come from, what I've done, you know, what I've seen, what I've witnessed. Uh, I've witnessed police brutality since the race riots in the 1960s, okay? Uh, And even though my friends at the time were white and Italian, if they got busted by the cops, 
they got out of the station bruised from top to bottom. And the cops would say they fell down the stairs. Of course. Uh, yeah. I bought off judges in the 60s to get my friends out. Wow. The bail bondsman would say, who's the judge? I tell him the judge's name. He said, 300 bucks. He'll look the other way. <sighs> Gave him the 300 bucks. My friend had a rap sheet a mile long. The judge said, this young man's never been in trouble a day in his life and released him. <laughs> so if they were that criminal in the 60s, imagine, imagine how they've perfected yeah. It today. Yeah, the evolution of it. Yeah. Yeah, wow. devolution. I call it devolution. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, devolution. <laughs> right. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to take up all your time. Uh, I, I, I know how, you know. I am honored that you would take the time. Um, I just wanted to ask one more thing. You wrote a book in 2013 called Relationships, right? Yeah. Is it still available for people? Oh, yeah, it's a little book. It was a result of many years of giving people counseling. And, you know, I do relationship counseling, too. Uh, my own experiences, my, my sisters, I have five. Uh, all the people through the years, I don't know, countless clients I've had. Uh, and it was something that I wish I had when I was 20. And what I did is I put it in, it's a very short book. Everything you need to know about relationships. Because it doesn't need to be complicated. And I think if every couple... Uh, got that book and discussed it with each other. And I have questions in there for people to ask each other. You don't wait until after you're married to figure out how does this person feel about money? How does this person feel about kids? How does this person feel about sex? Too late to have that discussion. Okay. Yeah. And what's going to destroy a relationship more than money and sex? Nothing. Okay. But everybody's coming from a different perspective. They come from a different lifestyle. It's not like back in the day when you married somebody from your same neighborhood, same religion. You know, everything was the same. There was nothing to discuss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but also how to be in relationship with yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, why should anybody else? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and you can't expect somebody else is going to fulfill your every need. I mean, that's fairy tale stuff. Okay. Uh you want to be a healthy person and attract a healthy partner and share a life together without being dependent on each other. Yeah. But most relationships are codependent. Yeah. Right. And they shouldn't be. Otherwise, you're better off just being alone. I had to learn that myself the hard way. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's not expensive. I don't even know what I asked for. It's on my website and it's an ebook. Because uh, the post postal rates are ridiculous. Post postage to mail a book today costs more than making the book. Right. I know that sounds crazy, but right. I said, yeah, that's it, and I'm not going to the post office anymore. Um. Yeah, I wrote that. I have a book on Reiki, which is a, a, a healing technique that I learned many years ago, and I have a book on the universal medicine wheel as a tool for peace. Wow. Uh, that's a full length book, um, because that's the, my love. Like I said, my love, my number one love is my spiritual teachings because that's the only ticket out of here. Cause if you're locked into this particular virtual reality yeah. and you don't have that spirituality, that know-how to see it for what it is and not be a part of it, you're going down with it. You're, yeah, you're gone. Yeah. So for me, my biggest 
my biggest strength and my biggest weakness is the same. It's my capacity to love. Because if I didn't love people, animals, the planet, everything else, I would not do what I'm doing. Right. I would be making a buku bucks like <laughs> I used to back in the day in corporate America. Yeah. Uh, but I have children. I have grandchildren. I look at everybody else's. I love babies. And I don't. I fear for the future they have if yeah. I stop doing what I'm doing. And I'm not saying I'm saving the future. Don't get me wrong. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. But we need more. We need more Marias. We need people that have the guts to say, I don't care if you cancel me. I'm still going to speak my truth. You're not mm -hmm. going to tell me uh, I'm an anti-Semite because I'm giving you the death list of how many Palestinians were murdered yeah. by the savage Israelis with our $13, billion, $13 million a day, and they want to cut our Social Security. Right. Yeah. So if people want the truth with a little humor, they can come to my show and support it. If 10 bucks, you can't afford 10 bucks a month. I discounted that. I don't know what to tell you shouldn't be online. Okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> you should be buying bananas with that 10 bucks. Because I think they are 10 bucks now, I think. <laughs> it's, ridiculous. it's ridiculous. The price of food is ridiculous, but it's going to get worse. That's what I heard. In, well, uh, we're going to see a lot of food shortages because of the earth changes. I don't call it climate change. It's like the earth is going through her menopause and whatever's in her way is going to get flushed away. So humans are so disconnected from nature. They want to keep building where the mudslides are going to happen. They want to keep building where the natural fire paths are. They want to build next to a volcano that's about to blow. Uh, I never got that. I never understood that. Yeah. Because we're disconnected from nature, even right. though we're a part of nature. We're mammals. We're animals. Okay. The most dangerous animal on the planet, I believe, is humans. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't take care of the earth, she'll take care of you. You know, one of my teachers years ago said, humans are like fleas on a dog's back. And when the dog gets enough of it, she shakes them off. She shakes them off. Yeah. You're right. So, well, there anyway. you have it. That's my sermon for the day. That's right. Bless your son. Something. <laughs> a lot of things to think about. And uh, yeah, no, I learned quite a bit myself. I I thought I knew a thing or two about a thing or two, but I'm just I'm just starting, I feel like. Well, you're just starting. Listen, you know, I didn't pop out, you know, pop out of the oven this way either. <laughs> right. It was up to me. I'd be happy just teaching my little spiritual stuff and painting for a living, which I used to do. You know, I had a very pleasant, relaxing life, and then this happened. And that happened, yeah. Right. Well, don't worry well, though. The gym keeps me sane. That keeps you going. That's where I release it all. That's where everyone should do, actually, um, myself included. I, I have no excuses. But um, for anyone that would like to reach out and contact you, and to see all your shows and, and your vast. I'm going to screw up the words here. <laughs> I'm, I'm still very nervous right now. I'm full disclosure. But uh, for anyone that can, that wants to, uh, you know, be able to access all the education that you had mentioned, where can they find you and how can they contact you? Go to Maria, M-E-R-I-A dot net. you got a choice of how you want to subscribe. Most people will subscribe for the 15 bucks. 
but because the economy is always screwed up, I have a 995 for seniors and students that anyone can use. Okay. Some people want to donate more. They do. Uh, it's up to them. But their support is why I continue to do what I do. Okay. That's great. And, uh, and it's, uh, this was fun and shouldn't be nervous. Why so nervous? Because uh, I'm interviewing uh, a legend right now. A legend. Right? <laughs> Living legend right in front of me. I'm Living not legend. There she right. is. Elvis the legend. Elvis the legend. You're better than Elvis. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. He was a lot prettier than I am. No, no. And I can't sing worth a shit. Yeah, me neither. And I was in a band. So go I was. I only could sing in the boys' choir because of my voice. <laughs> really? And I had the deepest voice out of the boys. Well, that's well my sisters were with the girls. Well... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's for part two, I guess, right? I guess so. <laughs> All right, everybody. I hope everyone enjoyed and, and uh, learned a lot today. And thank you, uh, Maria, for being here. And it's been an honor. It's been fun. Anytime. You thank take you. care and have a fun weekend. Remember, you have to have fun. F-U sometimes ends with the letter N. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> See you, everyone. <laughs> How dare you!